We're talking about returning to the Lord. And we are celebrating, you know, we celebrated the Feast of Trumpets. And the Feast of Trumpets is like a, a, a call in the spirit. It's actually as a celebration of the Lord coming on Mount Sinai. And they heard a sound like a trumpet blast. And they, it says in, in Hebrew that they heard the sound of shofar. So when we blow the shofar, it's like a reminder of the sound that they heard when the Lord came down and made a covenant with Israel. So all this time that we're celebrating the feast is like a, a reminder and saying, Lord, we are here. We are not walking away. We actually, we return to you. Just like this song that we just sang. And I, I so we blessed this. Today is the ninth day. Tomorrow is the last day of the 10 days of repentance. And it's also the day of atonement. So as we, we prepare our hearts, we do not discard ourselves. You know, we were talking in the beginning. God is always in the business of recreating. He's a creator. And he's never letting go. Like we read in, in uh, Jeremiah 18, 3 to 8. You know, the Lord told Jeremiah, go to the potter's house. And I'm going to give you a word there. And he went and he saw this potter making this vessel of clay that fell apart. And then the potter just took the clay again and redid it, maybe in a different format for a different use. But he used the clay. And we are made of clay. We are earthen vessels. And the Lord is never done with us. Even when we think we went too far and we fell apart, He's, he's able to reuse the substance that he used to first create you. And almost like, in a way, creating out of nothing. So, I want us to approach the Lord in this last 24, 30 hours that we have of these 10 days of repentance. And I, I want to repent. And I want to say, Lord, I, I repent of trying to take uh, the wheel of my life and saying how far you can use me or how far you, you're, how you're limited. You know, we've been talking about this for years now. How limited is your God? Or how great is your God? Are you afraid that your God is like Oh my God, I'm running out of options. What am I going to do with these nations? Or you trust that the Lord is king of all the earth. And he's in charge of everything. And he's actually using everything that's going on to establish his will and his kingdom. And if, if he can do that, if he can hold the whole universe where it is, can't he also take care of your life? and use you. 
So first of all, I want to repent of limiting how God can use me. I want to repent of when I, I think it's too far gone, I am broken beyond repair, I will never amount to anything. You know, I, I am, I'm going to forever be limited in what God can do in my life. And, and as a story of returning to the Father, I want to read the parable in Luke 15. And we all know and we all heard this parable so many times. But I want to believe that we will find something fresh and new for us this morning. Okay, it is the, the parable of the prodigal son. We know as the prodigal son. I also like to think about this parable as the parable of the running father. It's not about the son. It's about the quality of the father. Always ready to receive you back. If we think about the sons, the two sons had problems. The older son and the younger son, they all missed something that was really important. The most important thing about this whole parable is the father. And we, we always think about, oh, maybe I am the younger son, I went too far, you know, and I don't know if I can go back to the house of my father, if he will accept me, give me another chance. Or we are the older son that's like, you know, you try to do everything right, you know, and you never do anything wrong, you know, and you think that your success is based on what you do. And you're missing the relationship with the father also. It is tragic in one sense to think that this younger son, he could not wait for his father to die to receive his inheritance. Isn't that a wrong? I think it's wrong. You know, but what he did was really what we as humans have done since the fall. We take what we have received as our inheritance and we walk away from the relationship. Our inheritance is the relationship with the Father. It is equality with the Father. It is being created in His image. And we walk away and we use it for our own pleasures, apart from the relationship. And we all know all that part of the story, but I want to get to the meat of this, okay? Luke 15, starting verse 16. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating. And no one was giving him anything. This is like he got as low as he could for a little Jewish boy to be eating what the pigs were eating. It was like bottom, rock bottom. And we all can look at our lives and say, oh man, this is hard. 
But I don't think we're that, like that yet. <laughs> like, not like this, the son. But when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread, but I am dying here with hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. How many times have we had the same thought? You know, I am not even worthy to be called God's son anymore. I'm not worthy to go back to the same relationship. I'm not worthy. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. So this is what we're doing here. We had a Shabbat Friday night in Shabbat Shuvah, the Shabbat of the return. So we are returning like this prodigal son. But look at this. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. I'm going to pause here a little bit and I'm going to read a few verses from the Old Testament talking about return to the Lord. Zechariah 1.3 says, Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Return to me, that I may return to you. Isaiah 44.22 I have wiped out your transgressions like a thick cloud and your sins like a heavy mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Jeremiah 24, 7, I will give them a heart to know me, for I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with their whole heart. Malachi 3, 7, For the days of your fathers, from the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you. He's always leaving the door open for our repentance, for our returning to him. So again, I, I want to bless this next 24 hours for us. Lord, you have taken care of everything. The Day of Atonement is not something that will happen. The Day of Atonement happened. It is a perfect provision. It's just not a perfect appropriated provision. And every time that I, I exclude myself or I limit or I think that I still have to do more, I am taking the place of the Lord. All he's saying is like, just return to me and I'm going to give you a heart to know me. I, I want to say, Lord, I want this heart to know you. And only you can do that. 
So I want to read this again. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fattened calf, kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and has come to life again and he was lost and has been found and then they began to celebrate. After the day of atonement comes the Feast of Tabernacles. You know, I like this song that we were singing. He wants to come and take his abode in us. He wants to come living us. He wants to prepare us, give us this new heart. So that was it. Lord, we thank you for the provision. We repent. We repent of not only trusting in your provision, in your word. I repent of putting my trust in anything else. I was reading this. When we depend, this is uh, A.C. Dixon said this. When we depend upon organizations, we get what organizations can do. When we depend upon education, we get what education can do. When we depend upon man, we get what man can do. But when we depend upon prayer, we get what God can do. So, Lord, there is a reason that you, you're telling us, return to me. Why did he tell the people of Israel to return to him? Because they sinned and they put their trust in other gods. They put their trust in kings, in the, in the temple, in the, even the, the, just the law without the relationship. So he said, I'm going to scatter you. I'm going to send you. But once you repent and you turn back to me, and we say, Lord, thank you for breaking our hearts. Yeah. Thank you for using your staff yeah. <laughs> as a good shepherd and correcting us and disciplining us and showing us what have become idols and where we were putting our trust in anything except you. But you are always like this running father looking when we'll he just get up and take one step toward me. When will he just get up and say, I had enough of this isolation, of this separation, of not being at the fa my father's house anymore, not eating at his table, not allowing him to put a new turban on my head, a new ring on my finger, new sandals for a new way to walk with him. So we bless this, and we thank you, Lord, for 
It's not what we can do. It's what you have already done. You have given us gifts, each one of us. You have given us anointings. You know, that are unique. That nobody else has. And I, I repent of limiting you moving through each one of us here. Actually, we, we believe in an unleashing and uh, reviving the stirring up of the gifts. You know, of each piece of the puzzle, there's going to be a new, amazing move of the Holy Spirit through his many-membered body. And then when we, we think we're limited, we remember that this is not, we are not the only ones left like Elijah thought. You know, but there are 7,000 knees. And there are thousands upon thousands. Actually, like we were talking last week, there's this uh, Unite 714. Because of Second Chronicles 714, there's a website where 900, almost 900 million people committed to pray every morning and every evening at 714. You know, so there's a, a, an amazing <laughs> army of the Lord reviving people to pray and to return to him. And we are part of this. And even your simple prayers, they matter. The little things, all the little things in, in Judaism, it says every mitzvah, every commandment, every act of charity matters. It, it makes a difference. And we thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. I believe that this parable is a word from God. You know, it's like, just like the parable of the forgiveness of the $60 million and $100. I think it was Jesus making sure that we understand how far God is way, willing to go. And, and, and that, that him running, he ran before. That means he sent his son already to rescue us. And he already paid the price, and we, we bask on that. Amen. Amen.